Today on the show, we remember a great African-American pioneer in baseball, John Wall injured in a bizarre way, Carson Wentz responds to negative comments, a short Super Bowl recap, and the hot top NBA trade deadline drama next. Welcome to You Don't Know Jack. We are the Outsiders Looking In. My name is Chris Brown. And I'm Hubert Maitland. And this is Season 2, Episode 6. We're recording on a Thursday, February 7th, 2019. And we're uh, we're thankful that you had the opportunity to join us this week. Yes. Thank you. And every week. Thank you and have a wonderful time listening to the podcast of the podcast. Yes, of the podcast. Of the it's podcast. Like podcast Inception. There you go. There you go. Happy uh, Black History Month to everybody out there. Yes. Everybody should be celebrating. You know what we should do? <laughs> we should have a fun fact of a black pioneer every episode we do this month. We should. That's a great Obviously not this month because I just thought of the idea, <laughs> but or this, this week. But, you know, coming up. Yes. Just research and well, technically we have one. It's not fun. Technically, but we have one. yes, we do. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, well, you know how we do it here. Everyone has an opinion when it comes to sports, but I think that we should just sit back, relax, and enjoy the uncertainty of sports and entertainment in the United States and the rest of the world. Because I don't know, and you don't know, Jack. Jack. Before we get into our shoutouts, we're going to take a quick moment of silence to remember Frank. Robinson. He was the first African American major, um, major major league baseball manager, and he passed away today, February seventh, um, at the age of eighty three. Very very sad. Um, he will be be missed. Uh, Frank Robinson remains the only MLB player to win MVPs in both the AL um, and NL, both uh, leagues in MLB. Uh, in nineteen sixty six, he won the Triple Crown, the MVP, and the World Series all in the same season with the Orioles. When he retired in 1976, his 586 home runs trailed only Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and Willie Mays. Like I said, he's a true winner. Um, he is an African-American pioneer in sports. Um, one that we don't always hear about because Jackie Robinson gets a lot of the uh, credit, as he Cloud. should. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, he will be greatly missed. And we just want to take a moment of silence um, for Frank Robinson. All right, let's get into some shout outs. You know you make me wanna kick my heels up and shout, throw my hands up and shout, throw my head back and shout, come on now. Just wanted to give a shout out. All right. This is your guy, go for it. Let's give us a shout out. He's he's you he won't be my guy for long. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Hey, uh, he helped you win the Super Bowl. So this is true, but he will be traded pretty soon. <laughs> um, we are we are talking about you know we we've got into this a couple couple times uh, or a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago I should say. Um, we wanted to give congratulations to Nick Foles. Woo-hoo! He is yes. He is uh, on the. He is. 
The Eagles have picked up his $20 million option. Show me the money. Although, there's a twist, he opted out of that option. Also, paying to buy out his, his the rest of his, his contract, um, the $2 million. Mm-hmm. And so now the Eagles, the, the morally – the morally uh, uh, upstanding Eagles that they are mm-hmm. uh, have decided are the are deciding whether to franchise him so they can trade him. So, yeah, mm. yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Interesting, a lot to unpack. Yeah, yeah, the business side of sports is always fascinating to me. So he picked up this option, this twenty million dollar player option that he had, um, or excuse me, no, the, the team Eagles did. did. Yeah, the, the team teams did. did. But he opted out because, of course, he's not going to have a long contract yes. with the Eagles. Yeah. And, you know, he's not going to be the starting co- starting quarterback for us. And so instead of wanting to stick around, which, yeah. I mean, he's going to get traded anyway. Even though he signs at $20 million, he's going to get traded. Yeah. If they franchise him, the, the thought process is he's going to get traded. All basically, it's a win-win for the Eagles so that – he doesn't walk in a free agency and go to a team like the Giants yes. and ends up uh, Ooh, destroying the us. Cowboys. Oh no, the that Cowboys are good. not smart enough to uh, get a get a winning uh, get a winning quarterback. I mean, um, he'd be a great backup in in Dallas. Oh yeah, oh, no, he'll, soon he'll be the uh, starter. <laughs> I guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah, probably. but um, yeah, I, I want to. I, I just want to congratulate Nick Foles again. I mean, either way you look at it, Nick Foles is going to be a win. It's going to be a, it's going to be win win for Nick Foles. Yeah, because either if he stays with us, he's going to stay with a championship team, uh, caliber team, uh, great coaches, great environment, great atmosphere. And if he it goes to another another team, he's going to get paid handsomely. Um, they're going to mm-hmm. pay him. Are they going to pay him close to Matthew Stafford uh, type money for being the NFL yes. MVP or Super Bowl MVP? So he should definitely get that Joe Flacco paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, Joe like Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco uh, didn't des- didn't live up to it. Um, Nick Foles kind of lived up to it this year, um, although he didn't have a full body of work. Uh, I just, I just, I'm, I'm thankful for Nick Foles what he did, and uh, you know, you know, wish him the best. Yeah, definitely wish him the best. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah. What team actually gets uh, Nick Foles in the trade, and if he can do something with a with a new team and a new franchise? I'm sure he will. I mean, he's a very smart player. Very, very. I mean, he's not the most athletic guy I've ever seen in the world because yeah. he can't run, but <laughs> he makes great decisions. He can, he can. Uh, move around in the pocket, so I mean he's going to be Jacksonville. If if we could make a deal for Jack with Jacksonville for uh, Leonard Fournette and a third round pick, I'm I'm Gucci. <laughs> I am Gucci. No, that would be interesting. That would be great for the Eagles. But uh, no, it's going to be. I I really want to see because he can make a lot of teams. Like you mentioned, Jacksonville, he can make a lot of teams better. Right, instantly. So right. Instantly. so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there. I'm definitely going to keep my eye on that. And we're also keeping our eye on other people's money. You know how we'd like to do it here. Show me <laughs> how, the money. Exactly. Show me the money. How much are you getting paid? Congratulations to Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, he's a center over there for them. Um, and he signed a five-year extension worth $58.17 million. Mill. That's the last that's that's some, that, some good bread. That's some cheddar. I that's just, some major cheddar. What, was, what got me with this, though, was the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, NFL players are getting uh, close to 100, 100 mil 
you know, mm-hmm. NBA players again, 200 mil. Yep. I mean, NHL hasn't caught up yet <laughs> as far as the salary yeah. cap. The NHL hasn't caught up yet. Well, it, combination of salary cap and uh, popularity and revenue, right, right. you know. So they're still the, the fourth in all major league sports in the, in North America. Are they so. not a billion-dollar industry? Um, I think they're close. Yeah, I just I didn't I didn't because when I looked when I when I saw those numbers I was like, so that constitutes. I mean, there is there was a guy in there that's that's getting close to that, but um, one of his teammates they're they're like second and third on the list for one of the highest paid um, hockey players, but like. Just compared to what the NBA makes, like the NBA, the supermax is like over two hundred, over almost three hundred million dollars. Yeah, I'm like, so <laughs> I would I play a, a basketball game and don't get banged up as much, and I get three hundred million dollars. But I play <laughs> hockey and I have a have a chance to get my face bashed in, my teeth knocked out. I'm gonna get fifty eight uh, fifty eight million dollars. That doesn't that, that's messed up. Yeah, no, I I feel like hockey is one of the worst sports to play. It, it is horrible. I think football may be a little worse, but hockey you can actually fight. Like yeah, it's, it's a part I, of the rules. Yeah, I think I think football is a little bit more violent, and they're very they're it's like a control violent. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, exactly. Like, You're supposed you, you, to get you, into a car crash, right? Exactly. Whereas hockey, if you want to fight, you just you. I mean, this is backyard back backyard stuff. Yeah, absolutely it's crazy. Yeah, so I, I got some statistics on total revenue by sports league, wow, but uh, the these NFL. are a little, yeah, these are a little old and outdated. It's a lot. I think it's a lot bigger now because they just recently re- renegotiated contracts. Yeah, uh, NFL in 2016 came in at 13 billion. Uh, Major League Baseball at 9.5. Uh, Premier League Soccer, which not North America, but we'll put it in there, 5.3 billion. The NBA at 4.8 billion, and then hockey rounds out the top four. In North America, with three point seven billion. That's crazy that Major League Baseball is behind the NFL. Like, I would, I always thought the NFL was the highest, or the the, the MLB was the highest. Uh, MLB is, you know, they always brag that the uh, the players in the MLB get the highest contracts. Yeah, you know, I mean, you see, you see it. I mean, some of those players are getting close to four hundred dollars, four hundred million dollars. Yep. I'm like, yep. so, but, but, but. <laughs> That just goes to show the 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 player ownership dynamic that goes on in the NFL, which we'll get to later on in the show. Foreshadowing. Very mm. nice, sir. I see what you did there. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, just another note on Austin Matthews. His contract is actually um, second in the league to Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, who's Edmonton? Getting, yeah, who's getting an average of uh, – this is the second time we've talked about the Oilers this yeah. year. I'm I'm proud of us. Like, yes. Way to go, Hugh! I love the putting, Oilers. Putting in the the NHL work, but I love the I love the Oilers. That's <laughs> that's my team now. I've adopted them since I know actually I've been to Edmonton. So <laughs> there you go. We got to go back, man. I got to yes. go to Canada. We got to go to Edmonton Let's and go. see what's going on. I would hate to miss out, and obviously our viewers would hate to miss out. That's why we have a segment called "What Did I Miss." It's a good segue, sir. Very good segue. <laughs> I, you know, I, I try my best, man. I try my best. I don't do all the work around here, <laughs> but <laughs> the least I can do is try to get a, a good transition in there every now and then. 
Um, okay, so if you weren't paying attention, ladies and gentlemen, this if you is weren't. a sad, sad story. Yeah, you probably weren't paying attention because the Wizards are bad. Yeah, the Washington Wizards cares. of the NBA are sitting at 10th in the East. They have lost uh, four of their last six. They're looking like the Lakers out there. Yeah. What? what? I, feel, I feel really bad. John Wall will be out for the remainder of this season and probably most, if not all, of next season with a ruptured Achilles. Yeah. And this is the part that really gets me. Do you want to you want to tell the story? Uh, well, I mean, I, no, from the reports that I've seen, they don't go into detail, mm-hmm. but they do say that uh, he ruptured it by slipping at home. <laughs> so not even on the court, not even at practice, I mean, not even in the locker room, but at home. What are you doing at home? What are you what, – what, Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's that is that is something else. I mean, this has happened before, man. I mean, I cannot make this up. This 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 is ridiculous. I mean, you 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 know, we've we've seen the show Ballers. Yeah, seen the show Ballers, and uh, in the in the show Ballers, there's the 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 guy that's from the Dallas Cowboys, or the guy that's uh, seen the defensive tackle from the Dallas Cowboys. I forget his name. But, you know, he ruptures his Achilles playing paintball. Yeah. So I'm just like, yep. <laughs> so this is kind of close to that. Um, yes. Okay. All right. No, it, it, but it happens. You know how many players get injured in the shower? What are you, what? I, I'm not even going to ask what they're doing in the shower to get hurt. Like, <laughs> we, we just won't talk about that. I we mean, won't talk about that. Are you done? Are you done? Can I, are you done? Are you done? I'm not. I'm not even gonna. Uh, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't even. Fa- I'm not. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I'm gonna move <laughs> on with that. Yeah, no, his it's it's bad because he was already hurt this season. So yeah. I feel bad for John Wall again. He's been injured. He was injured last season too. So yeah, surgery has not been scheduled yet, but he's probably looking at 11 to 15 month recovery. Yeah. Uh, for those who are you know. Um, True diehard basketball fans, you know that Kobe Bryant had an Achilles injury. Yes. And um, that really led to his decline. Um, obviously, he was getting older, but right. he also had the Achilles injury. Well, John Wall isn't getting that old. I mean, what, he's like 20, 28, 29? Yeah, like he's, young. So he's um, young. He's I think he's under 30. So yeah, um, we just wish him a speedy recovery as always. I know we're making our jokes, but, um, you know, it's not, it's not fun. No, it's, it's not. not fun to be injured and then to re-injure yourself, especially if it's not during um, – yeah, he's 28 some, years old. Some yeah. sort of contact. You weren't actually trying to play or anything like that. Right. Oh, um, so. man. It, it's it's rough. It's a, There's a rough go <laughs> for the, the Washington Wizards right now. But yeah. We'll get into that with uh, all of the trade uh, headlines. Yeah. And, and moving on to some uh, craziness in, in, in football. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I guess these guys, uh, these guys have, have – uh, CT is catching up to them. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Okay, I'm, ju- I'm just saying. Like that's <laughs> this is this is boneheaded stuff. Uh, Vince Young, uh, formerly of the tennis uh, Texas Longhorns and NFL quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, yes, uh, was arrested for a DWI, which is dri- driving while under the influence. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there. You know, there's driving under the influence and driving while under the influence. I don't know the the difference between those two. Well, um, I think uh, under the influence is usually only 
alcohol and DWI could be um, anything like weed, like yeah, weed or weed something like that, or yeah. other drugs or something like okay, that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Driving while impaired. There we go. Yeah. So he was arrested um, this weekend, I believe, uh, at a at a. I believe the story is at a drive-through. Was he at a drive-through? Um, but this is the his second arrest in. I think less than a year. So, yep. That's bad. That that is what what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, man, he's 35. Where is your thought process? He's 35 years old, man. Like you got to start making better decisions as a as I mean, a you didn't man, make, right. you know? You didn't make it in the league. I mean, you had you had uh everything at your fingertips. You won a a national championship at Texas. You were probably one of the the most touted uh, NFL players that to come out of college, mm-hmm. and to do this nonsense. I mean, I, I get I get players make uh, boneheaded decisions, and you know they're young and whatnot. But yeah. you know, once you once you once you get arrested once, it should be that should be it. I learned my lesson. No, yeah. dude did it a second time. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Wow. Hey, yeah, it seems like he's. Um Oh man, he got arrested in 2016. Oh my goodness, it, yeah, it, it's really, it's really tough. It's really tough. I don't know what to say when people who are high profile. Um, I guess he's not that high profile. No, but at was, one point in his life, he was a high profile. In athlete, college, right? he was high profile. Yes, yeah. so he, he was highly touted to come out of out of college. Um, won a great game. That game right, was amazing. Right, and so. As an athlete, you're 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 used to getting everything handed to you, and uh, I dare say some of these athletes get off scot free for doing stupid stuff. I mean, look at James yeah. Winston, for example. Oh yeah, got off three times doing mm-hmm. something stupid. Yeah, and that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> that man won me oh, a championship uh, in the early 2000s, 2014. There's something in that water, man. Something in Florida. That, you know, like, like there's a famous saying that Charlemagne, the guy, always says, he's like, all the crazies come from the Bronx and all of Florida. So every time he says that, I'm mad because I was born in the Bronx I and I lived in Florida. <laughs> I'm just like, so you crazy. All I'm, I'm just crazy. I'm just crazy. I get it. All right. I get it. Yeah, I, I got mean, you, Charlemagne. <laughs> I mean, when I, I see you. <laughs> this is not. This is no, Charlemagne. Don't don't do that. I mean, this, this is, we just playing, but still. Yeah. Uh, but still. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's, my but yeah, uh, Vince Young. I just. I don't know. I hope he. T- I hope he learns from this. This is. I mean, two. This is two strikes. Two strikes. Usually don't get a yeah. third. Usually don't get a third. And I mean, granted, he probably doesn't have the money as. Um, as much money as most athletes because he just had a really tumultuous career right. in the NFL. But still, you can't get an Uber. Right. Come you on. can't get an Uber, man. Come on, man. There's just ways to get around this. Apparently, it was like 4.30 in the morning that he gets arrested. It's like, come on. Nothing good. As everybody always said, every grandma, every grandpa, nothing good happens after what, 12, 10, <laughs> 10, depending eight, on your 10 grandma. p.m. in the morning yeah. and after the evening, yes. In the evening. So, yeah, you know that the longer you go, the more you're going to get um, scrutinized. And, yeah, yes. they caught him. Oh, my they goodness. certainly caught him with his DUI. Yeah, And he's not the only football player getting in trouble, unfortunately. Oh. We have a more current and more relevant player 
Are you sure he's relevant? I mean, he's he's about to make it irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, if this really sticks, he's in trouble. Ugh, he is in a lot of trouble. We are talking about the one, the only Antonio Brown, AB all day. Um, he is in, was involved in a domestic dis- dispute in January, and uh, investigations are still ongoing. It's, it's unclear if this is with his wife. Mm, I don't know what you. No, this was with some woman. I think um, some some random woman. I think it's. He just, yeah, he pushed he pushed a woman to the ground, which, okay, I get it. You don't want to do that, especially if you're a high-profile player. But we're getting too carried away with this stuff. I mean. Well, yeah, it wasn't just some woman, unfortunately. It was um, he allegedly pushed the mother of his daughter, whatever that means. I guess it's not baby his mama. girlfriend. That's what he calls baby mama. Yeah, it's baby mama. You know how it is. And Antonio Cromartie over here. <laughs> <laughs> how many kids I got again? Um this happened on January 17th. Like, like 12, 13. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, hey, this happened on January 17th in Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood. Florida again, man. <laughs> Something in that water, man. So, it's the red tide. Yeah. The red tide it's is red coming tide. out. It's all that oil from BP. Exactly. I blame everything on BP. Everything. Oh, my uh, Not goodness. really. We're not blaming BP, so don't come, don't come at us. <laughs> we Sponsor. Ain't got, we ain't got nothing. <laughs> Yeah, apparently he's suing for custody of his daughter. It looks like things are about to get really ugly really fast. Why I would, he why was would, not arrested, but yeah. Why would you why would you try to sue for your daughter for custody for your with your for your daughter and then push the mother of your daughter thinking that's going to be okay? Like I I don't think there is a a court alive or 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 running that will ever have sympathy for a man that pushes a woman. I'm sorry. Yeah, that it, doesn't make it, it look good. Circumstances, right? You got to have certain circumstances. I mean, there are women. That, let's let's be clear. This whole feminist movement, women are equal. There are women that come after guys. Oh, that, and uh, yeah, you're right. You have the right to protect yourself. You're right. The problem is, most of these cases, the woman's not coming after them. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, oh my goodness. Okay, so according to this ESPN article, uh, the incident allegedly took place when the woman dropped off Brown's daughter at his house. And um, she wanted to be reimbursed for the the child's hair new hairdo. Oh my goodness! Oh, okay. oh my goodness! Right. So yeah, we, I'm telling you, man, child support, all that stuff. It's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> it's oh, it's my true. Goodness. It's true. Oh, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're done with that. We really hope that he figures it all out. He has yes. a big, big year coming up. So uh, yeah, get your house together, AB. Get your house together. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the headlines of the week. Daily headline. Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. We talked about it recently. All right, so we talked about uh, Nick Foles. Now we're going to swing to the other quarterback. (laughs) Uh, Carson Wentz has finally clapped back at reports that said that he is egotistical, that he is selfish, that he, you know, he's favored other players over some, you know, uh, receivers over others. 
um, that he was disruptive and, and argued back with with um, coaches and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, mm-hmm. he has he has, and this is one quote that uh, profoundly, to me, put everything in perspective. You know, um, you know, when it comes to a guy that's that's that works as hard as he does and goes about things usually the right way. He's, I mean, he's not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but nobody's perfect except you know, for Tom Brady. Except for, um, <laughs> um, not even going to go there. But um, yeah, I'm not even going to go there. But uh, yeah, this one quote that he that he that that stuck with me. He said, and I quote, "He could have been a better teammate." Mm, that's he, telling. I mean, I like that he took responsibility uh, for you know. What he? What, what does he mean? His you, actions. What does he mean? Meaning, okay, this guy has been through a lot. That's what that means. Yes, he has been through injury. Uh, he was out for a good portion of the season. He he his backup won the Super Bowl. He didn't have a <laughs> he didn't have a good season a good off season worth of practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the team was seemingly headed in the re- in the other direction. As far as players shifting towards um, Nick Foles and wanting him to start, start, when you hear players in the locker room having shrines to your backup quarterback that won the Super Bowl, what do you think that's going to do psychologically to you? (laughs) Like, (laughs) well, not only that, the fans, right? You mentioned the fans, exactly. So when the Philly fans turn on you too, it's like it's it's over, like it's done. I mean, until you until you win a championship again. So yep, uh, he came out and like a like a true consummate professional. He, you know, came out and said he, he, he doesn't – he takes full responsibility for, you know, not being the teammate that he should have been. He's had moments where he was frustrated. Yep. Um, you know, there were reports out there that said he was uh, not 100% healthy throughout the season, and that kind of frustrated him. It yeah, exactly, showed. as well. So, at the end of the day, all these psychological things, the, the game – the ge- Anything in life you do is mental, but the game of uh, sports in general mm-hmm. is more mental than physical. Yes. Yeah. Um, so when you're not in your right state of mind and you're you're going through the motions and whatever else, it's gonna show up. It's gonna it's gonna show up. And this is what happened to Carson Wentz this year. He didn't handle it very well because guess what? He's still young. He's only twenty three years old. Yeah, he's. He, I third mean, year in the league. Third year in the league, so he doesn't have all the answers. He's very mature, but he's still young. Yep. So uh, I need everybody to get off his back uh, and uh, let the man grow up. Let the man do what needs to be done to uh, to get his leadership skills to where they need to be. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I I just think that. It's interesting that he said he could have been a better teammate. It makes me think that something really went down. I don't know what went down, but it makes me think that something really went down. Yeah, I mean, um, when you, when your backup wins again, when your backup wins a, a Super Bowl championship, like that that was your moment. You so, got them to a tw- eleven and two se- uh, record. Yeah, that season. You're playing lights out. You literally could have won the MVP yes. of the league if you had kept going at the pace that you were going and you get injured. 
on yeah. a boneheaded play that he shouldn't and she shouldn't have done. But I mean, being a great teammate, I would argue, right? Sacrificing exactly. his body for trying to get the touchdown. True, but and yeah. again, like you could say that RG three was being a good teammate and he got hurt. You, you could argue <laughs> Mike Vick was was being a good teammate. And he got hurt. Like all these great teammates, you know, the most valuable yeah. person on the team is the quarterback. Yeah. So the 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 better the best thing you can do as a quarterback is. Uh, stay in the game. <laughs> well, that's the weird thing about a quarterback, right? Because you're – it's – oh, my goodness. It's so frustrating because you'll see a quarterback throw an interception and then he'll start to jog and try to, like, hit the guy who's returning it, the quarterback or the linebacker that's returning the interception. But then he's like, you know what? This is a business decision. I probably shouldn't do that. And some people will say, oh, if he doesn't run after him or make some sort of effort, that means that he doesn't care. But at the same time, a lot of people would say, I don't want my quarterback making that tackle anyways. So it's a lose-lose situation for quarterbacks. It's a completely lose-lose situation, and I really feel for them. I feel for uh, I feel for Carson Wentz and the way that he got hurt because I know he was trying to be a great teammate, mm-hmm. um, although he probably you know shouldn't have made that decision. Um, and now he's he's had to deal with so much controversy. Yeah. Will he be the starter? Will he ever be back to that level that he was at before the injury? Right. And all of this at the age of, you know, 22, 23. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's rough. I mean, I hope he leans on his faith. I know he's a big Christian. So, yes. um, ah, man, I hope he figures it out. I hope with the stuff that they're doing with Nick Foles and franchising him and possibly trading him, I hope that works out. We'll see. I mean, Eagles I'm, are going to be the team to watch in the NFC East, I think, I this year. Oh, the Cowboys are going to be dope. But um, <laughs> going back to your 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 uh, your – uh, quarterback throwing a f- uh, interception comment. Yeah, um, you know how they, you you said that uh, it being a good, you know, teams some some make business decisions like that. I argue, first of all, uh, quarterback should never throw an interception in the first place. And that, <laughs> <laughs> that would have eliminated the process. Whoa, but, um, whoa! Not all quarterbacks <laughs> throw uh, interceptions, and it's their fault. That's true. I mean, look at Nick Foles in the uh, Saints game. Yep. But um, look at also, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Also, secondly, to me, to, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, uh, um, it depends on the situation of uh, in the game. Like, if you throw a pick in the in the first quarter, yeah, of a football game, and you know that you're the last line of defense, and they coming at you with ten with, with the ten defenders, crew, the whole crew. <laughs> ten defenders trying to block you. I am gonna step out of bounds and be like, "Sure, please." Uh, I'll <laughs> roll out the red carpet for you to walk into the end zone. Six points, sir. <laughs> Six points. Now, if it's if it's the fourth quarter with uh, two minutes to go or a minute to go, mm-hmm. and I throw a pick, and the same convoy is is coming at coming at me, I'm gonna throw my body in there like a like a a wrecking ball and be like. Molly on the wrecking ball. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna come in like a wrecking ball. I'm, I don't care. I'm throwing some. I'm throwing. I'm, I'm gonna take out at least five of them. So, oh man, that's funny. <laughs> so to me, it all depends. Chop block. Right. It all, to me, it all depends on the situation. So you know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta pick your pick your battles. Yeah, this really reminds me of the Warriors situation earlier in the year with Draymond and KD. You have a lot of internal strife. Yeah, and I think if you guys get rid of the internal strife, you'll be you'll probably win an extra two games just yeah. because of the chemistry, the unity, and the focus and uh, of the ultimate goal right. to win another championship. Right. Man, I, I want Philly to win another one. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I want Philly to win another six. 
I'm not gonna lie. All right, don't be the Patriots. <laughs> Nobody likes the I'm, Patriots. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> what is going on in FSU, man? Tallahassee, good old Tallahassee, the capital. This is gonna be quick. It's gonna be real quick. Real you quick. Know what? Pineapples. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> Pineapples. Yeah, um, DeAndre Francois has been informed last Sunday that he is no longer with the team. Uh, due to a incident that happened back, I think I think I got the date wrong. I think it was back Jack, back in January twenty of sixteen, something like that, um, where he was involved in an incident with his pregnant the, uh, girlfriend at that time. Oh, I, really? I, I, yes. Really. So, um, so he has been dismissed from the team. That Willie Taggart has said, although the Tallahassee police did not. Get a, a a report, a file report of the incident, which means she didn't report it. Um, hmm. Yeah, so That's there was fishy. Not, so there was no arrest in that, uh, in that in that way. Um, so I, that is something about that just doesn't sound right. I mean, at this point, you have three FSU quarterbacks that have been in trouble with the law. And yeah. somehow, some way, they always get away from it. Always. Uh, so, what's going on with the court system in Tallahassee, man? Well, you know, we we love our our football, and you know, football in those small little towns. Even though Tallahassee's not small, it's supposed to be the capital uh, city. Yeah. So, you know? you know, they get off. I mean, any in any any football town, I'm sure you have uh, uh, players that have gotten you know away with stuff like that. Not not to this extent. I don't know, but. Well, uh, I mean, not just players, right? You have coaches who get in trouble. Yeah. Not to bring up a sour point, but Sandusky and right. Joe Joe Paterno and right. uh, Penn State. But get this: this 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 story takes a twist. He didn't get in trouble because uh, um, of what happened. They, they didn't they didn't get a report because of him beating his or him putting hands on his baby his baby's mother yeah he got in trouble for a possession of marijuana in 2018 april of 2018 huh. so interesting uh he was charged with a misdemeanor and you know going back is it's it's it, they i guess the 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 woman came out and and started saying something about him and all of this this was a chain effect to him ending up not being on the team so I, I don't know what what needs to be done with with athletes and where their heads are at. You know, yeah. You just, you gotta be smarter. I know you're under a lot of pressure, especially being a college uh, uh, athlete, a college student athlete. I mean, they're under immense pressure, especially from the NCAA to make them money to uh, p- perform at a high level to keep the grades up. I mean, there's a lot on their plate. But that doesn't <laughs> got mean got tutors doing homework for people when they weren't even asked to do it. I mean, bruh, you you gotta you gotta use you're in school to expand your knowledge and also use your brain. Yeah, uh, you can do yeah. both. <laughs> you can make common sense decisions and still learn how to do the things that you need to do in life. I mean, well, I mean that's probably why he had the marijuana, right? He was so stressed out. <laughs> he was just like, yo, if I blaze one, maybe I'll be able to make better decisions. <laughs> well, I mean, usually it's the opposite at that point. You know, uh, whatever. Whatever flush your butt. I'm just saying. Hey, it's medicinal, man. It's medicinal, I'm dude. Not arguing I got with the that. card, dude. I'm not I'm not arguing with that. I mean, if you <laughs> if you choose to smoke, I mean, smoke. Do what you got to do. I'm just saying me personally, 
I need you to make better decisions because yeah. I'm gonna need. I need my. <laughs> I need the best players to be on the field at all times. We we're about to go into a tumultuous, tumultuous, see uh, uh, ten years of college basketball or college football because yeah. we have one of the worst uh, coaches in college, in college football. football. Yeah. yeah, so I wouldn't say. Yeah, he's probably one of the worst head coaches in college football. Yeah, I mean he's never been he's never been good every anywhere he's gone. So we're 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 having to he deal with that. He was a decent offensive coordinator, wasn't he? I don't know. I never paid attention to him <laughs> offensively. I just know his his head coaching experience is terrible. Um, yeah, yeah, he's not doing well. This is his first gig, and he's just not doing well. But I will say this last point about this uh, topic: there has been a, a, a controversy between him, uh, DeAndre Francois. And uh, James Blackman, because James Blackman threatened to leave the program mm-hmm. and transfer um, if he wasn't going to be the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, uh, Willie Taggart had to make a decision. Um, let's see. <laughs> so you think all of this is coming up because he yes. had to make a decision? Uh, he had to make a decision. Let's see. Um, uh, the Andrew Francois, he was uh, – scroll back up a little bit. He was – uh, two hundred. He had two hundred and seventy two seven hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns, and twelve interceptions. He's looking at a twelve interceptions. Like, yeah, it's time for you to go. Um, you make some yeah. some bad decisions, uh, going down the field. And then when James Blackman came in with the, for for DeAndre Francois a couple times, he threw down the field. He threw some dimes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think that has a lot to do with the decision to let DeAndre Francois. Walk, yeah, without a doubt, and I think it's it's a good decision. Um, I don't know about Blackman, but I think it's a good decision to let um, DeAndre go. He was not what you needed. He reminds me of uh, Xavier Rhodes. You remember him? Yes, back in the day, Xavier Rhodes. He, he had all this fanfare. They were like, "Oh yeah, he's going to be amazing," and he didn't quite pan out. Yeah. He, I don't think he got in trouble off the field, but he just didn't pan out on the field. It was weird. I mean, he's he's still playing in the league, though. He's he's uh. He's a Viking that we that we beat last year. So oh, you're you're, you're right. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, <laughs> Xavier. Oh, what was the guy's name? Oh man, now I'm, now I've lost it. Xavier Lee. Xavier Lee. Okay, that's yeah. There you quarterback go. and wide receiver. There okay. you go. Yeah, I know, I know him, and yeah, I remember him. He came after. Uh, I, I believe it was Chris Winkie back in the day. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was him taking then, you back a little bit. Yeah, Chris Winkie was Chris. Yeah, ah, uh, remember him fondly, but uh, yeah, but he didn't have that great of a no. It wasn't he was he wasn't great. I mean, that was during a slump that we were down for like ten years after <laughs> under, that wink, yeah. under Bobby Bowden. After that Winkie era, it was rough, yeah, rough times. Winkie and then uh, uh, Chris, Chris. Uh, something else. Sims. Sim, was it Sims? Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. Sims. Yeah. Uh, all of them were horrible, but <laughs> at the end of the day, we we came back up. The program came back up, and and Jimbo Fisher put us on the right track, and then left us, dumped us. So you know, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. We're yeah. gonna go through another slump for about ten years, and then come back. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um. Yeah. Actually, I don't think it was Chris Sims, but I don't, I don't know who no, it was. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. State. Yeah, because it was, it was forgettable. Yeah. at that point, all of it's forgettable. <laughs> so. You know what else was forgettable? The uh, the boring Super Bowl, Super Bowl forty three <sighs> and out. 
as 53 and out, excuse me, as people were calling it. Uh, it doesn't matter. 53, 28. Eh. <laughs> it was one of the worst Super Bowls ever played in history. I don't think it's hyperbole to say that. I think it's real. I think it's a real thing. People did not enjoy it. Um, I don't even know if the teams enjoyed playing that game. I don't it was think just the teams un- wanted to be there. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Rams didn't show up. Only person that showed up was Aaron Donald and Marcus Peters. <laughs> Only two people that showed yep. up yep. the whole night. <laughs> well, I, I think it works. It's going to come out eventually. Um, Todd Gurley had to have been hurt. Like it, it's just clear. Todd Gurley had to have been hurt. I think no. I well, he may have been hurt, but I think there's more underlying there than than what they. Say, I think there was a discrepancy between him and the coach. I honestly ah, think there is because if you under, if you if you look at it, a hurt running back. There is, I mean, Alshon Jeffries was hurt last season in a rotator cuff injury that required surgery, but yeah. that dude played the whole game. True, and had some big catches and had amazing catches. Todd Gurley was not hurt enough. He led the uh, <laughs> he led the Rams in rush yards. He he had 30, 35 rushing yards uh, to CJ Anderson's twenty two, and so he wasn't hurt that bad. Because if you if if you have 10, 10 attempts for uh, thirty five and your workhorse CJ Anderson has seven attempts, come on yeah. man, he ain't that hurt. Yeah, it was just weird. I, I you know you always get a heavy dose of Todd Gurley with the Rams, even if he's not carrying the ball, he's catching the ball. So it was just weird to not see him on the field at all, basically. Yeah, so, so that's, um, that's what makes me think that uh, there was something going on with the coaching staff and, and Todd yeah. Gurley. Um, I think Todd Gurley had informed uh, Sean McVay of certain things, and Sean McVay wasn't happy. So, you know, especially – I mean, if you go out and get C.J. Anderson, you know, you got him because you were – you know, Todd Gurley was hurt. Yeah. So – but then C.J. Anderson took off. Yeah, he literally took off, and so at that at that point, Todd Gurley is like, "Where do I stand with the team?" <laughs> I mean, but, but but why? That's the thing, though. Like to me, Todd Gurley is that good that he shouldn't even have to question exactly. It. Like, well, that's what, the what point. Are you, why are you questioning? This? Right, exactly. But so. at at the end of the day, he got in his feelings, like uh, like uh, Drake yeah. says, "You got in your feelings," and yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. psychological game. It it really is, and it played out. It played out in this in this Super Bowl, and it's crazy how life works, right? Because his backup at Georgia, Sonny Michelle, was the the king right now. Yeah, he's he he is uh, nothing but a boss. Like Sony, what is he? Uh, Two fifteen. Ah, he's bigger than I thought he was. Um, but yeah, man, ninety four yards in the Super Bowl, his first Super Bowl ever as a rookie, winning a winning a national ch- uh, uh, a championship. Mm-hmm. Bro, like touchdown—the only touchdown of the game. I mean, all I'm saying is, if they had uh, Larry Fitzgerald or somebody like that, then this game would or have been Josh blown, Gordon bl- blown wide open. Because uh, Julian Edelman had a hundred and what fifty forty-one yards. Mm-hmm. Ten catches for one hundred forty-one yards. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Just imagine if Josh Gordon was there. Just imagine if Cooper Cup was on the other side. Oh man, I don't think like, Cooper Cup would have made a difference in this game. Honestly. Really? Because uh, jo- uh, Jared Goff played that bad. Now, yeah, I mean, you, now you look at it. If the Rams are running the ball very efficiently and effectively, yeah, they can beat anybody. There you go. 
But they only had, what, a total of 62 yards rushing the whole night? Yep. That's not going to get it done. Not going to get it done at all. Because Jared Goff is best when he's working off a play action. Right. And when he has Cooper Cup as that deep threat, it's, man, that connection is amazing. Uh, Now, look, who's he throwing to? Brandon Cooks, he's decent. Robert Woods, he's all right. I mean, like I he's like not. I like them both. I would, bo- I would take them both in Philly. <laughs> like, I would yeah. take, them, I would take both of them over uh, 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 Nelson Aguilar and whoever the third string wide receiver was. Like, I mean, they've got some great wide receivers. And you would probably take them over Julian Edelman, right? Nah, I'll take Julian Edelman though. Julian Edelman is <laughs> Julian Edelman is a, 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 a workhorse. He's a boss. Like, but I also think he benefits from the system. Oh, just like Amendola benefits from the system. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady. Uh, we talked. We had this conversation last time. If Tom Brady went to another system, he would not be as successful, in my opinion, because he's played in this system for so long. Yeah, he yeah. knows this thing front to back. True. Very true. So very few offensive coordinator changes. Exactly, and yeah. he, he, him, and Bill Belichick know each other. They know. They know. Know. You know. Their, each other's tendencies, how to how to communicate with each other. Yeah, like it's, it's something to be said with chemistry. <laughs> when chemistry you have chemistry, is everything, right, man. Right, everything. And not, have, well, not everything, but close to it. Everything, very close to it. <laughs> everything. Yeah, it's a, a combination of chemistry and talent. Yes, chemistry, talent, hard work. Yes, and Tom Brady checks all those boxes. Yep, Tom um, Brady and Bill Ch- Bill Belichick. I just. You can't say enough about them. You, this was uh, Tom's ninth Super Bowl appearance, his sixth win. He has as many championships as Michael Jordan. I saw that meme going around. Oh, man. He was 21 for 35, 262 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. He had a really subpar game. I mean, yeah. the, the Pats won 13-3, to so you can expect that the numbers weren't so great. But He, he, lo- he looked old. <laughs> I'm going to just throw it that way. And if he looked old, I don't know what Jared Goff looked like. Because Jared Goff looked worse. Jared Goff looked bad for like the last probably eight weeks. Yeah. After after the game against the Saints, I felt like Jared Goff just looked like ho- like horrible. Honestly, I don't know yeah. what it was. Yeah, the Saints, and then and then it just continued like the demoralization from when we beat them because we beat them last year uh, in the same fashion at their house. <laughs> like yeah, we beat them twice in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's unacceptable. Well, I wouldn't say unacceptable. Carson Wentz was playing. Uh, Carson Wentz. That's where he didn't got hurt. Finished the game. Yeah, he, yeah, that's when he, he got, got hurt. hurt in the third quarter. I think the third or the, yeah, the third or the fourth quarter. Um, Nick Foles actually had a full game against the the Rams and destroyed them. So yeah, you know, yeah, man, that's demoralizing when a team that is as hurt as we were. <laughs> As injured as we were on the back end and on defense and yep. and um, everything banged up, just comes in and 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 takes one of the better teams in the NFC out. Like that is unheard of. Yeah, yeah. I, I really thought I was really hoping for Chiefs Rams and and seeing a lot of points. But from what I could tell, the Chiefs would have just crushed the Rams if this was how the Rams well, were going to show up. For, I was looking for Chiefs Saints. I think that would have been a better matchup. Yeah, it would have been way high scoring. Um, the Rams just could not score towards the end of the season, and it was really sad because they had a great year. Uh, shout out to Sean McVay, youngest coach to go to a uh, Super Bowl, but yes. uh, not successful. And he'll have to learn from one of the greats, the one that has all the rings, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I got a really big 
team and they need some really big rings. They need some really They're going to Disney World. But uh um, I don't want to come to my my city. Don't come to my state. Go to Disney <laughs> Go to Disneyland in California. In California. Go go rub it in uh Robert, uh, uh Jared Goff's face. True. When he's going to uh, Ca- uh California's oh, Mickey Mouse. What if you could have a parade for your championship in the opposing team's city? Oh my you, you want them you, you want them to die? <laughs> Do you want them to die? Because that literally was what will happen. <laughs> L.A. is on fire. Yeah, they, they're gonna burn. They're gonna burn the plane down. Yep. You're not leaving. They're gonna block the exits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought you were coming in here and and gonna rub this in our face? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh man. All right. Yeah, you're right. Bad idea. Bad, Bad idea. I don't know idea. what I. I don't know what I was thinking there. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see that. I mean. When if that ever happens, I'm gonna give you the credit. <laughs> Chris Brown yes. said that. He said that he was he, he said that you, you you were ready to expand your your taunting <laughs> by going to another <laughs> uh the opposing team's uh uh area and you know, I'm just, I'm just Well, gonna... yeah. It's bad it's a bad idea all the way around because we know how teams react when they win the Super Bowl or oh, they yeah. win well, the fans. NBA championship. Yes. Yeah, fans. Yes, yes. The fans of those teams, they go crazy. Burn their city so. down for for winning. I don't know what they do for losing. Yeah, uh, and having the opposing team come visit, woo, that would be bad. That would be very, very bad. The ratings for the Super Bowl were also really bad. 98.2 million on CBS um, and 100 um, uh, CBS proper, the actual broadcast channel, 100 mil, 100.7 million, excuse me, across all media platforms. That is a 5% decline from last year's Super Bowl. Last year's Super Bowl was a classic like the one before. Oh, man. Yeah, it's one of the lowest rated um, Super Bowls since 2009. Yeah. This, so, this yes, yeah, this this is not, not good. Not, not good. And I think if the NFL is going to survive with uh, a lot of these other leagues coming up behind them, they're going to need to step the game up. Quick. Yeah. Yeah, very quick because it's, it's not going to get any easier. No. The NBA, in my opinion, is taking over. Yes. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know what we like to do around here. It's about that time for the rapid fire segment. Huh? I don't even know what that means. Hey, here we go. Off the top of the head really quick. Hubert, I got some questions for you. I got some answers for you. All right, let's go. Over under, one more Super Bowl win for the GOAT. Tom Brady, what do you think? No. Under? You taking an under on that? Taking under on that. Okay. I um, I think that the Chiefs will learn their lesson and actually get a defense. Okay. I think that the Rams will t- uh, learn from their mistakes and get a quarterback. Yep. I think the Saints will learn from their lesson and actually hire their own refs. Ooh. I think that, <laughs> <laughs> I think that everybody that was in the playoffs will learn a lesson and adjust yes. so that the Tom, Tom Brady is now, I mean – he has a he has a target on his back, and nobody's been able to hit the target. So, except for the Eagles last year. Yeah. So yeah, I, I you can never count them out, man. You, you can just never count you, against Tom Brady. You, I I I can bet against him, but I can't count him out. Um, All right, you should bet against him next year. I will. <laughs> we're gonna, we, we gonna, I'm gonna so bet sorbet. a lot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet my house. I would have bet against him this year with that record and everything. And look, I just can't. He won a Super Bowl without throwing a touchdown. Yeah, that was all Bill Belichick in his defense. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, on to the next one. Uh, We got Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. They are in the news. They could be uh, unsigned when training camp actually starts. Spring training is right around the corner. Can't believe it. It's here already. 
Um, is the negotiating power with the players or with the teams at this point? I think if it goes into uh, training camp uh, where they're not signed, then the, the negotiating power goes to the teams because then, yeah. you know, they, they establish the teams that they want. They establish the chemistry. They establish all that. And at that point, <laughs> they can figure out if they really need those two stars or yep. not. Yep. Can so, I save some money here? Exactly. Save some money there? Pick up with some unknown, undrafted guy? Exactly. So... Maddie's got to they they have offers on the table. They just got to make a decision. Yeah, you got to make a decision. I mm-hmm. mean, seven years, eight years, just it's gonna just be get paid. over two hundred million. Just get it's paid. It's gonna be over exactly. two hundred fifty million at exactly. this point. Yeah, get paid. Yeah, don't so worry about all the other crap. That's the thing. The player has all. I would say they have all the power, but they just don't want to lose the money. Right. So it's kind of like the for the owners, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. We'll f- try to find somebody else. Exactly. Who's hungry? Who w- willing to work for ten percent of what you're going to get paid? And they, so. there's always somebody that's going to be. Uh, a little bit more talented, a little bit smarter than you. That's yep. gonna come up after you. So exactly, make make the money that you can make now. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Find the right um, uh, landing spot and go for it. That's what exactly. I would say. Bryce Harper and Manny Machado on the uh, on the watch, right? On, on the free watch. agent watch right yes. now. Uh, other other trades and free agents. Uh, Pacers fans chanted LeBron is going to trade you to Brandon Ingram while he was shooting free throws oh, in a game uh, this uh, earlier this week. Oh my goodness. Um, the trade rumors have been that Le- uh, Brandon Ingram would be included in some of the packages for Anthony Davis. How do you feel about the opposing team's fans being so disrespectful though? I mean, I honestly wasn't paying attention to this because, you know, in our pre-show meeting, I thought that the Lakers were at home and they were chanting this. Yeah, like, <laughs> that would have been super disrespectful. Yeah, I would have been – I, I would have burned – I don't know. I would have done something. Some, some, somebody would have gotten an earful. I don't know if it's the general manager. I don't know if it's the owner, uh, <laughs> the coach. Uh, uh, anybody would have gotten an earful at that point. Uh, it's, it's really disrespectful, but then again, LeBron James has that – uh, clout about it has that yep. uh, uh, reputation for dictating who goes and who comes. <laughs> yes. So, coach, general manager, it doesn't matter if yeah. if he doesn't like you, you're good. You're gone. You're gonna get gone. So, yeah. at that point, it's not surprising to me that that happened. Yeah. It's surprising to me that Brandon Ingram was still on the court playing <laughs> at that point because. If I'm if I'm a player like that and my psyche is oh they are actually right <laughs> and my name is on the on the trade block to be traded to uh, the Pelicans for one guy yeah like there's five of us and one of him nah bruh I'm done here <laughs> I am done oh man we'll get into that a little bit later as well because there were some very interesting things that occurred in the. Um, the Mavericks game. Yes, oh my coming gosh. up next. Coming up next. But we just want to give everybody out there a chance to let their voice be heard. Oh, man. I, I don't know what, what we want to say. Obviously, there's trash talk. If you have something to say about the Cowboys, we're always disrespecting the Cowboys. Always. And I know there's some fans out I there. I always disrespect. Holla at me. <laughs> let Skip. Us, yeah, let us know how you feel. Skip. Send us an email, ydkjpodcast at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at ydkjpodcast. And also subscribe. Let us know that you like the show by subscribing and listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also SoundCloud. Let's get into the hot topic of the week. Your hot topic. 
Well, our hot topic of this week, we are not talking about the Super Bowl because, you know, that wasn't worth putting in the uh, hot topic discussion. You don't want to talk about. I got a really big team and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. No, neither team was big. So, (laughs) you know, uh, that that song is inaccurate when it comes to this. Um, (laughs) Yeah. All I'm saying is. Uh, we had to throw the the league that has the most drama, that has the most drama, drama, uh, drama. energy, that ha- gives the most uh, uh, to its fans, a hundred and fifty percent every minute of every day. <laughs> All right, Migo. <laughs> All right, Migo. Uh, scoop, scoop, scoop. Is that what they do? Is that what they're doing nowadays? <laughs> um, well, okay, okay, Cardi B. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're talking about the uh, the NBA trade deadline. Uh, the NBA trade deadline was today at three o'clock. The most anticipated uh, trade that was going to go through was, was rumored the, to yeah, go through. Ro- rumored just, to go through. I hate the rumors. Was the Anthony Davis uh, uh, trade to LA that everybody's mm-hmm. been hyping up all for the past what three three weeks now? Yeah. Uh, once he asked for a a trade from the Pelicans organization, yep, it was linked rumored that he was linked to L.A. because of uh, his connections to Clutch Sports. That is the same uh, agency that's uh, with LeBron James. So you know, it just made sense. The king. It just made sense that 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 marriage would happen. But guess what? It what didn't. happened? It did not happen. Oh it did man! Not happen. Yes, um, the Pelicans did make some trades, <laughs> but it wasn't that one. And um, <laughs> yeah, I just—if you saw the list, I know there's some people that that probably don't, don't don't really know the list of people that that the Pelicans wanted to, or that the, the Lakers were offering for Anthony Davis. You're not going to get a better deal than that. They mm-hmm. literally offered their whole team and future teammates, <laughs> all of them, for yep. one dude. Yep. Now, I don't think anybody is that important to offer up uh, your 90% of your roster. But yep. Yep. at the end of the day, Magic thought he had – I mean, if you get LeBron James, you got to win now. So, unless LeBron James is two people and Anthony Davis is three people, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work <laughs> if you're offering up everybody else. But, you know, that's just Yeah, it's, it's weird what's going on. I really thought the, the apparently the Pelicans wanted Lonzo, Kuzma, and somebody else for Anthony Davis and possibly a draft pick. And I just don't I – th- I know why New Orleans is doing that. But I know why the Lakers wouldn't want to trade those guys. Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo, I feel like they need to stay in L.A. Um, but getting Anthony Davis, that needs to happen too. I don't know how that works. I mean, there are a lot of stars that are coming out that are that are be that'll be just as good. I mean, you look at it, uh, Kawhi, mm-hmm. he's he's coming out. Uh, he signed what a one one year contract with the Raptors. With but the I, Raptors, I think Kawhi should stay. I think Kawhi has a great chance to win the championship. He does, but you know he's good. I don't know. You just he's he's a great star that's coming out, but there's rumors that he's linked with the Knicks, so he might go there. 
Um, you know, Kyrie is this another guy that's coming out. His contract's up this at the end of the year. He's going to be a hot free agent. Um, so, but, sorry, real quick about Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clippers just traded almost everybody. So, I think Kawhi might be going to the Clippers. He wants to go out west. That's what the rumors say. So, I mean, if they I, just traded everybody, if I'm Kawhi, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Le- I'm thinking championships. So I'm thinking LeBron. I don't care. I'm yeah, thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, true. You know, I'm thinking because, you know, like you said, Lonzo, Kuzma, uh, all of those guys are young stars. Yep. That Buddy will improve. Stars. That will improve. They're just young, and they and <laughs> like Levar likes to say. You need to have a coach. It doesn't matter how many star players you get. You have if you don't have a coach, you, it's not going to do you any good. Mm-hmm. So I, I I really agree with that statement because you know co- uh, players are half the pro- half the pro- half the solution to the problem. Yeah, uh, but I also think players can can make a coach look good. Yes, but a system, especially in basketball, but a system creates dynasty. Yes, like so, Popovich and exactly. San Antonio. Yep. If you want a dynasty, if you want to win see, uh, year after year, I mean, you, and the uh, one outlier, I guess, in the whole thing is LeBron James because yeah. LeBron James has never really been in a system. He's been the team. <laughs> yeah, he so, is the system, right? He is the he, system. He brings the system with him right. wherever he so, goes. So, I mean, you could, you could make an argument that says, uh, you know, LeBron has never been with the system. He's never – um, um, fit in any system that any coaches had. Yeah, I beg to differ because I mean Eric Spolster had a decent system that uh, juggled all those hot headed pl- uh, uh, egos, egos, and, and all stars yeah. and all that stuff. So, but at the end of the day, uh, you look at LeBron's <laughs> uh, um, record, his his national championship record. It's not necessarily that impressive. I mean, you go to what eight finals? You go to and you win yeah. what three of them? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's not it's, the, not it's not a dynasty if you know if you're not winning almost every year. I mean, uh, Kobe and Shaq won three in a row, and then yeah, he came back and won two uh, by himself. Well, technically with Pau Gasol, but um, and Bynum technically and too. Bynum, yeah. So so you know that. That to me, I mean, you look at uh, Michael Jordan, you look at Bill Russell, you look at all those guys. You know, they fit in the system and and they played well. Like the 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 Warriors. Oh my goodness, that system is amazing. Yeah, like you you could you could argue that the Warriors have all stars that make the system look good, but I think the system was already good <laughs> when the when they came in because yeah. it started out with Steph Curry and uh, Clay Thompson, and they were doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this: like Steph, yeah, Steph and Clay were amazing with Mark Jackson as the coach. Exactly. But Steve Kerr and what he learned from Greg Popovich with passing the ball, player yes. movement, yes, and then w- combine that with what Steph and and uh, Clay can do and what Draymond can do, right? Oh my goodness! And now what Boogie and KD can do, yes. Oh my goodness, that team is incredible, absolutely incredible. I, I'm so excited. I, I just want the playoffs to get here. Sorry, we're, we're talking about trades. Let's go back to the trades. Yeah, I, I just it's, it's it all it all ties into the trades. I mean, you look at KD. KD is another guy that's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Yep. Uh, some people say that he's he's he should resign with the Warriors. I mean that that bridge to me has already been burned. They're just they're just hanging on till the end of the season yep. right now. I, I feel like because you know as long as as long as either KD or Draymond is in town, neither of them are going to be. 
uh, around each other. So yeah, uh, it's either KD is going to go, which that is the, that is probably what's going to happen since he has the his contract is ending at the end of the year. Yep, um, and he has been linked to going also to the Knicks. So um, I don't know how that's going to go. I mean, he's he has already lashed out at the media uh, for asking too many questions um, about his free, uh, free agency offseason moves. Yeah. I think that's a really really rookie move. That's that's you know. Well, he's one of the, one of the most sensitive superstars out there. He's, he seems to not let things roll off his back. Yeah, and and that's that's going to be a defining a defining factor for him going forward. Um yeah. you've got to you've got to understand that being a superstar, you are going to be uh you want to have that target on your back. People are going to want to talk to you. You're going to be scrutinized every single every day. Every single day. It doesn't matter what you do, where you're going, um how good the team is, how bad the team is. You know who the who scored the most points. I don't see them always going to Steph every night, even though Steph has a thirty point game. They're always going to KD. KD, what? You know how was how was the game so far? You know, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's, it's, it, it all falls on his shoulders. Which I think I read something the other day where he was saying that I thought people would consider me more of a a peer to LeBron after I won championships and stuff like that. But it seems like people don't really put me up there, and that's the thing. Like KD is in a rough spot because he has a bunch of all-stars around him. Around him, He has a bunch of people that won championships without him, beat his team, and got to the finals. But yet still, he is that guy. Like, KD is the one guy on the Warriors that you really can't stop. You know, you can send a double team his way, but a lot of times he can shoot right over the double team. He is a dominant player, unlike Steph and Clay. Right. And so, like, he's just in a tough spot. He's in another lose-lose situation. Yeah, I mean, and, and to, to piggyback off of that, um, I think it's easy to be on a crappy team and yeah. win a, a finals MVP uh, on a, with, a, with you know, that's why that's Kyrie. I think Kyrie won it one time. Now it was Kyrie. It was LeBron that won it. Um, but he was with just one or two other All-Stars. And not even technically not all stars because yeah, just uh, uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love was an all star at that point, so yeah, he wasn't doing so well. right. So so, so you know, it's easy to win a. To, it's easy to be the the um, the go to the 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 main guy and win the uh, MVP if you win a championship. Yeah. But KD won it on a team that had four other all stars. Yeah, like let that sink in twice. Twice. Twice he was MVP with four other All-Stars. I mean. But nobody's giving him credit for that. Exactly. Nobody. How, how is it that, how is it, I mean, you're on the team with a, with you're on the team with a guy that has won the NF, NBA MVP, yeah. uh, season MVP. Yeah. He, and he could easily, it could easily been uh, Steph Curry's MVP uh, if, if they wanted to vote that way. But they didn't. So it's harder to me. To quantify yeah. winning an MVP on a great team than it is to win an MVP on a on a you know it's harder to win a championship. But when you win a championship, we all know clearly who the MVP was. Like, but to outshine all the other All Stars on yeah. the on the team, I yeah. think that's 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 more difficult to me. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. I mean, LeBron. Uh, we were watching the All Star a little bit of the All Star draft this uh, tonight. And LeBron drafted Klay Thompson. A lot of people say because Klay's dad played in L.A. 
and Clay is a free agent this year, and they, and, <laughs> and they may not um, offer him the max. That uh, although you know the the general manager and uh, the owner have come out and said that they're going to try their best to give Clay the max, like they they want to hold on to him as much as possible, um, or I, I think they said all their players because obviously KD is a free agent too, right? Excuse me, but um, yeah, it's going to be rid interesting. Of Draymond, no need Draymond. Keep Boogie. Get rid of Draymond. Uh, I, I think Draymond is very underrated. I think what so he, too. What he I, does. No, don't, don't get me wrong. I love Draymond. Draymond. Draymond, I think, is the one one player on that team I love the most besides <laughs> Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant on that team is my absolute favorite. And you know how you know how I was defending him when he made that decision yeah, to, to go, go there. To the Warriors. I mean, it's a business decision, which we'll get to uh, in a little mo- in a moment between uh, the di- the power dynamics between teams. But uh, I said that it's a business decision for KD to go and chase rings. Yes, LeBron did it. Yep. Uh, Jordan didn't necessarily do it. It just gravitated to him. <laughs> yeah, so, but he had to go through his losses. Exactly. So, I mean, it's it's a business decision that I would have made too. Like I I, I use the uh, example all the time. I'll go to a I go to the to the basketball courts and play a pickup game. And when whenever uh, a team is is done, and I'm I'm the new guy there, and I'm just watching them play. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pick guys that that seemingly can't play basketball. I'm not going to go say, okay, you had 10 turnovers. I want you on my team. No, <laughs> I'm going to pick the guys that, that, that were putting in the effort that are that are naturally skilled players yeah. to play with. So it makes sense to do that. That's a, that's a business decision. Yes. So when, exactly. when everybody criticizes KD for that, I'm just like, you would have done the same thing. You do it all the time. Yeah, it's a and, human and, thing. And you do it all the time in normal life, but when it comes to sports, you got to struggle and you got to earn right. it. And you got to come up from the bottom. And right, it's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. Like, if I see that there is a business over there that's doing really well and they want me to be their CEO, I mean, come on, it's not like they want KD to just be another guy, right? So yeah, I mean, and I understand what people are saying when they say, you know, we don't want a bunch of super teams that go. You know, or it's ruining the game of basketball. I don't think it's ruining the game. I would love to see uh, all star, an all star type caliber yeah. game uh, two or three, two or three weeks out of the, uh, two or three times out of the week. Or yeah, or not only that, just in the finals, right? Right. If you just had like an all star caliber team on both sides. I mean, again, the Warriors are starting five, either current or former all stars. Right. Five. Right. <sighs> and I mean this. You know, and people are like, that's unfair advantage. Well, guess what? They're all getting paid. Yep. You're all professionals. Mm-hmm. Why can't the rest of the league get get to that level and put the, put in the work? Yeah. What? Why is the the Warriors organization so much better than exactly. you at figuring out how to get talent? Exactly. I mean, come on. What are they, like, I mean, they had the same opportunities as everybody else. Do they drink different juice? <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, you know, there's the whole conspiracy. Silicon Valley, you know, all of the tech guys have the analytics and they know – how to run the numbers well, to figure out not, who's going to be the guy. Yeah, but the <laughs> teams are so – these teams are so rich, they can hire anybody to do that. They can hire – I mean, teams do that already. Like, they have their analytic guys that say, okay, you need this much water, uh, you need this much uh, uh, sleep, you need this much uh, practice time. Yep. Uh, this is this certain tr- uh, angle of your shot will get you the better percentage of shooting, uh, making the basket. Like there are all these different little little guys that that give these feedback that mm-hmm. make professionals great. No, everybody has a as has yeah. a, as a resource to that. 
So why yep. are, why are the Warriors that much better than the Cavs if the Cavs have the same opportunity to get those resources? Well, I. I, I agree that everybody has the same opportunity, but it's all about chemistry, right? You got to put yeah. it all together. You got to have the right time. I mean, everybody thought Steph Curry could maybe play in the NBA, but they weren't going to spend a, a, a number one pick on him, right? So that's why he fell to number seven, I believe, or number ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, Clay, they were like, oh yeah, he probably could play in the NBA too. He's got he's tall, he's got pretty good defense, and he can shoot. But he fell to like number eleven. Yeah, Draymond fell to number thirty something. So it's like. Okay, you got all of these guys that really weren't superstars coming out of college, and um, and they just put it together and everything worked. So yeah. I I, I got to give them credit. I got to give the Warriors credit for what they built and the ability to attract other people because of their it. style of play. That's it. It's their they style the of play. Like this is this is why this is why I think it's it's a lot harder for LeBron James to get a superstar to go there because yep. guess what. When this when 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 LeBron James is the focal point of of uh, of the the play or the focal point of the team, yeah, the ball stops. It is yep. it is proven that the ball stops. The only difference yes. is LeBron James is unstoppable. <laughs> so <laughs> you know that kind of offsets everything. Yeah, and LeBron can always make the right play. You know he makes great decisions, but all but. All in all, which one would you rather be? Somebody that gets to, has the ball ninety nine percent of the time and passes it to the right person, mm-hmm. or so everybody that gets a fair forty five percent of the of the of the touches, touches, yeah. and mm-hmm. er, anybody in in that rotation can shoot can, the ball. Yeah, you know that you're going to be called upon to perform at any point exactly. in time. Exactly. Obviously, re- you have the people that you want to get the ball to, right. but you can take a shot. You'll probably have a wide-open shot. Exactly. At many, many times. And that's why I think it's so important for the Lakers to keep Lonzo, because if Lonzo is the primary ball ca- carrier, I think it's good for LeBron as he ages, and I think it's good for other um, teammates to keep them involved because LeBron's going to need help down the stretch. I, I agree. I think he's not going to be the same. He's again. He he's already still, isn't the same. Yeah, he came back for a game, and now he's now sitting out again. And he, I think he played in Phoenix a, night, a couple nights ago, and they, I, they're calling it game management. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I've never seen it in life where uh, the star player has. Has got. I mean, I've seen star players sit out, but LeBron is a different breed. <laughs> He's played 82 games almost consistently, or at least in the high 70s. High 70s, yeah. Uh, for the for the majority of his of his uh, NBA career. Uh, yep. He's been out for 18 games uh, so far in counting. Yes. So yes. he's not going to reach 70 games. <laughs> yeah. He's not. And I so, think it's, it's probably smart of him, honestly, because yeah. it's going to take a real big push to get into the playoffs. He has the all-star break coming up next week. Right. Um, and uh, I think that he needs to rest. He's, that's a, That could be a pretty serious injury. It so can. Could, so he needs to just rest and make sure he's ready to go. And the problem is he, they lost to a team that lost their best player. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst loss that they had ever in his in ever in his career by 42 points Oh, to the Pacers. Yeah. Like yeah, that is – that good. is – that is – I've never Not seen good. a LeBron-led team yeah. get beat dismantled that bad. But a lot of that has to do with all the trade rumors, right? Trade I'm sure that mental. was ex- you remember talking about yeah, we talking the about mental. the mental, yes, exactly. And that was the game where um, Brandon Ingram got booed, yes, and people were t- chanting that LeBron's going to trade him. So, oh man, there's so so much going on. Just want to give a quick uh, James Harden update. James is now at 28 straight games of 30 points or more. 
I, I said that the over under was probably going to be thirty games. I think that uh, a the lot Rockets. Over now. <laughs> it's probably going to be a lot over now. Uh, well, we'll see. I think the All Star break may break his rhythm up a little bit. Um, but yeah, the Rockets will play uh, Saturday night. That's going to be a big game. Ooh, we should we should watch that. Should watch That'll be that. nice. Uh, they play the Thunder, so we'll see if he uh, goes for another thirty Ooh. points there. Teammates, then, old teammates getting at each other. Again. Yeah, exactly. That's going nice. to be a big one. Uh, nice. One of the big trades that I really, really liked coming out of the the push at the trade deadline was Tobias Harris from the Clippers to the 76ers. I mentioned earlier that the Clippers look like they're cleaning house, trying to get uh, Kawhi to come back. Um, but uh, that trade for Tobias Harris, he's had a great season. I think he's going to be a really, really good fit um, in Philly because he's in a no-frills uh, just hard-working, um, hard-nosed player, and that's going to be big. The Grizzlies did not trade Mike Conley, but they did trade Marcus All to the Raptors. That just puts a whole wow. different, yes, whole different feel for Kawhi. I, I do think that he does end up on the West Coast somewhere, but now with Marcus All um, on the Raptors, um, the the Raptors team is just stacked, and I just stacked. don't know. Besides a really determined Boston team or a really well-coached. Um, Bucks team. I just don't know how the the Raptors lose the East. I don't know. Giannis is doing doing work. work. Doing so work. I don't, I don't see a lot of teams, especially now that the 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 Bucks seemingly have a three point shot over one off season. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know because last year they had almost the same nucleus of the team. And they could shoot threes for nothing. Now this <laughs> it was year, mainly Chris Middleton, right? Yeah. And now this year, Giannis is having a high percentage in in three point shooting lately. Yes. Lately, lately, yes. Uh, you know, and all the rest of the other players, Brogdon and all them, are shooting uh, lights out, lights, lights out three out. point percentages. So I'm like, yep. this is crazy. And the way they move the ball, um, the the coach Buddenholzer, Buddenholzer, yes, uh, yeah. He's he was a, a assistant coach with Greg Popovich again, yeah, yeah. and so their ball movement. I saw I was watching a piece of their game last night, and their ball movement is ridiculous. It reminds me of the Warriors. It reminds yes. me of the San Antonio Spurs. Yes. And so, well, not the current Spurs, but <laughs> Spurs back in the day. Reminds so. me of the Rockets too. Well, sometimes, sometimes used, used to. Yeah, used to. last year, man, the Rockets last year were amazing. I'm I'm so mad Chris Paul got hurt because that would have been a really interesting season. Yeah. Um, one really interesting thing that happened during the trade buzz, um, my guy, I, I kind of mad that the Warriors traded him a couple years ago. Harrison Barnes was traded mid game. Oh my goodness. The Dallas Mavericks <laughs> traded him to, um, to the Clippers. I think it was no to the Kings, to the Kings, they to the traded, Kings. Yes. They traded him to the, the, the yeah, in game to the Kings. He literally was watching his old team yep. play his new team yep. on the court. Yep. <laughs> so I, I, I don't. This has never been. I've never seen this done in life. <laughs> if I'm Harrison Barnes at the end of the game, I'm I am shaking my I'm shaking hands with with uh, all my current oh, players, yes. and I'm getting on the bus <laughs> with the Kings. <laughs> I, I am not wasting time. They didn't want Yo. me here. I'm leaving. I'm yeah. going with y'all. Yo, can I get a ride, y'all? Exactly. I mean, I'm going I mean, to Sacramento. We, We're going we stop, the same yeah, way. Can we stop by my house? I need to pick up a couple things, tell people goodbye, because uh, I, I need to go over there and make sure I get settled in. Like, this is this is the most ridiculous thing I've, I've seen in the ABA so far. But this is why the NBA is going to get yes. those are, are going to get those views because stupid little things like this happens <laughs> happens it's great i think player movement obviously makes things um uh questionable 
Uh, did you have a conversation with our, our guy? We've had him on the show before, Andrew Connect, about yes. player movement. Yes. Player movement is one of those weird things where it's great. I think it's great drama. It makes the league interesting. But at the same time, when you're trying to win and you're trying to get people under contract and build chemistry, yes. how do you get a player to actually you know, just kind of stay with the team and – not constantly look at other opportunities that may be greener pastures out there. I mean, um, and that's like I said, that's part of the business decision that that players have to make. Yes, um, I don't like I said, I don't, I don't. You need, this is this is part of the power dynamic that that uh, that uh, teams, uh, management, and players have to kind of balance and figure out because. Yes. Uh, you know, I was listening to uh, Undisputed today. And, you know, we, I I love that show. I love Shannon's point of view, but <laughs> shout out. Uh, uh, they were talking about also how um, players don't have whenever whenever a player makes a decision. Yeah, it's usually they're disloyal to the to the franchise. They, you yes, know, they're not to the city. Yeah, to, to the city. They're everybody doing the whatever. But when a team makes a, a business decision like that, oh, it's in the best interest of the team. Um, well, I will say this: teams do get backlash. They do, but it's I never have, as yeah, I've much. Never, I, yeah, I never hear like like intense backlash. I've never hear oh the the team just just uh, totally uh, was disrespectful or disloyal to this fan or this uh, uh, player. I've never really never hear that. Well, I mean, we've had situations here or there. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, all the fans would say that the Le'Veon Bell situation was not handled properly. But I, but I would argue, though. no, they they didn't like the way the Steelers were handling the situation. Well, I it probably was split. It yeah, probably I was, think split, it was split because I've heard a lot of people say Le'Veon Bell was not uh, handling it in the right situation in the right really? way, and I'm just like Le'Veon Bell is trying to secure his his future. It's yeah, a, it's a business I mean, decision. He's only getting older, and he's a running back, exactly. so he deserves to get paid. Get your money. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I I, I think. Every now and then, a franchise will get some blame, but you're yeah. right. Uh, the player gets way more blame, and that's that was to LeBron's point, right? Right. right. So, um, you know, while watching the saga go on with Harrison Barnes, where he gets traded mid-game, he doesn't play in the fourth quarter. Everybody's kind of looking around, like, what is going on? You see people get the news on their phones. <laughs> like, what, what type of world are we living in where you get the news of somebody being traded right in front of you on your phone? Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, but LeBron had a great quote that he put on um, Instagram. You want to you wanna read it or you want me to read it? I can read it. <laughs> so let me guess, this, cool, this is cool because they had to do what was best for the franchise, right? Traded this man while he was literally playing in the game and had zero uh, idea. Mm. I'm not knocking who traded him because it's a business and you have to do what you feel what's best. But I just want, to narr- I want this, to, this narrative to start to get real change. Uh, and not when a player wants to be traded or leave a franchise that he's a, a selfish, ungrateful player. But when they trade you, release, wave, cut, et cetera, et cetera, it's best for them. Mm-hmm. That 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 right there was just that that, that blew me away. Is yeah. and he goes on to say, "I'm okay with both. Honestly, truly, I truly am. Uh, just call a spade a spade. Yeah. So it's a double standard in exactly, a lot of ways. Exactly. So. And and that's how I feel too. I mean, everybody was, 
they threw out this narrative that, oh, I mean, you have to be, when you sign a contract, you have to be committed to the city, this, that, and the other. But if the city is not, if the, if the team is not a great fit for you, why mm-hmm. are you there? You're only, I mean, you play for, some, some, some players don't even play a handful of years. Some players don't even play for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Some players are incapable of playing for 10 years because they get hurt. Some players yeah. can play for 20 years but never win the championship. Yeah. So, you know, you have to be as a player, as as a, as somebody that's thinking about your future. Yep. You know, are you are you there for legacy or are you there for money? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be there for both, but if you're there for legacy, you're gonna chase you're gonna chase rings. That's why I respected uh, Kevin Durant's uh, decision to go to Golden State because yep. he was chasing rings. He already's got the money. He's yes. got he's got the endorsement deals. He's got the shoe uh, uh, deals. He's got everything that he needs to get, but. Rings is what solidifies your legacy. I don't care if you win it with 20, 25 All-Stars or zero All-Stars. <laughs> a ring is a ring. A ring is a ring is a ring. They're hard to come by as LeBron showed that he beat, he beat a, a team with three All-Stars all by himself. Yes. So, yeah. well, no, well, technically he had, he had Kyrie. Kawhi, uh, Kyrie. So, had Kyrie, you yeah. know, he had a little bit of help. But yeah. at the end of the day, um, it was LeBron that, that got them over the hump. So yep. it's hard to win, no matter how many how many good players you have. Yes, I yes. mean, I don't get it. I just it just it blows yeah. me away sometimes. I mean, you see so many great players not not win a championship. So I think that you need to take care of yourself. I think, and what's great now is that the NBA really markets their their players, and so you can make a lot of money off the court. Right. So chase greatness on the court. I right. think that's that's the biggest thing. Like you said, legacy is huge. Legacy is is huge. Excuse me, and I think that's what LeBar Ball is talking about, kind of, sort of. I don't know what is wrong with this guy. Olivar. But uh, you know him. I'm undefeated, never lost. Yeah, so he's clearly not the guy who's in touch re- with reality. I mean, he even said something about Le- uh, if Lonzo got traded um, – the Lakers would be making the biggest mistake. What was what was the quote? Yeah, he said if 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 uh, Lonzo got traded, then LeBron, LeBron would never win a championship <laughs> with the Lakers. Uh, with the yeah. Lakers, uh, yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. I really like Lonzo, but um, I don't think that's true. You know, I was just like, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Seriously. Oh, wait. First of all, you're not gonna speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. And then I was like. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't expect you to say what you said when you said it. I thought, I thought you were going to let me keep going because I had some other stuff I wanted to say. So let's just stop. I want to write some stuff down so I can. It's no big deal. Whatever. And then I was like. You're going to learn today. So <laughs> the, all that stuff, I, was, I just I just, this popped in my head. I was like, it, it, at the end, he's, he's going to learn that Lonzo isn't as great as he's, as he's throwing it out there. I mean, you speak yeah. it into existence, but. All the all the times that he says, "Oh, the, the the young Lakers are struggling." Lonzo has been in the game, and they're there's they've only gotten to the sixth spot. They've gotten to the sixth yeah. spot as the highest as they they've been at full strength. Yes, yes. Lonzo has struggled to score the ball, especially early in the season. He wasn't able to score more than ten points. He was struggling. Yeah, and then he got it. Finally, got it going. His you know we were talking about his shooting slump. And then he got going. Yep. Uh, was able to 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 score a little bit more, and you know, under the guidance of LeBron and whatever else. 
and then he got hurt, and then now he's out. Yeah. So rough, rough time for him. I mean, I'm not knocking Alonzo. I think he can be a great player. I think he can be a star, but Daddy's gonna hold you back. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, Daddy's Daddy's the one that's holding y'all he, back. He keeps talking about having all three of his sons play for the same team in the NBA and potentially winning a championship, but a dynasty, I, not just a championship. Oh yeah, a dynasty. dynasty, multiple championships. So it's weird for me. It's kind of like I. I I think if I was a father, I might want that too, but I, I would go about it a different way. Um, so I can't really knock him for what he's trying to do. He's I trying can. to speak it into existence. I'm knocking But him. at the same time, like he just – he talks out – like you said, he talks out of both sides of his mouth. Yeah. He doesn't really know what he's saying. He's just trying to market. He's trying to become a brand. And, uh, you know, some of it is working. I will say that. Some of it is working. Some of it. I think most of it's working because uh, as far as a society – it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what publicity you get. As yes. long as you get publicity, yep. you're fine. All publicity is good publicity. And that's just that's something that we have to get out of, especially uh, uh, nowadays, because people like that don't deserve uh, 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 the, the the time. <laughs> like I don't waste time with Levar. Only time I only time I mess with Levar is when I have to do research for this show, <laughs> and that's the only reason. The way he's I been came really quiet it. this year. Yeah, he's been really quiet. this But year. when he came, when he talking, when he you know, it all came about when he was talking about uh, not wanting to go to uh, New Orleans to the New Orleans Pelicans because yeah. Lonzo was up for trade uh, for Anthony Davis. Yeah, part of that package for right. Anthony Davis, and yeah. so. Lavar was trying to basically say, and and this was a question on undisputed. He was like, um, Shannon asked him, "So you literally are trying to blow up the trade?" And he was like, <laughs> "I'm not trying, but if it blows it up, it blows it up." He's like, "I don't want to <laughs> go to to New Orleans because it's cold." I'm like, "Hold what? up, you and New, New Orleans is next to the coast, which yeah. usually doesn't get that cold." Yeah. Um, but. I, that 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 blew my mind. Well, he but anyway, he's, he's in Cleveland right now. I don't know what that, what's that about. Right, I guess um, maybe Lamelo's playing in Cleveland or something like that. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's just weird, very weird. But it was a part of the trade deadline fiasco today, and I'm I'm glad that everything is done. I I did want to see Anthony Davis go somewhere because I don't think he's happy with the Pelicans. Um, you said earlier that there was some breaking news that he will play. He will suit up for the Pelicans. Yes, he is gonna. He's he's uh, the the Pels have uh, allowed him to suit up for, uh, I think tonight's game. I believe they're playing tonight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he is available to play. Now, yeah. if he does play, that's that's another story. Um, and we talked. Uh, me and my coworkers talked about it. Um, if I'm him, I'm still I'm still well. Ver- I'm still playing. Like I'm not going to let I'm not going to let what they do dictate how I'm going to make my money. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure his his contract is incentivized, incentive laden. So if he makes a certain amount of points, rebounds, uh, s- stuff like that, then he yeah. gets more money. So I'm not going to let them. I'm not going to let them dictate how I make my paper. But yeah, they've already scrubbed him from stuff though. Yeah, like he's out of the video, the entrance video, and stuff. So it's a very weird, awkward situation in New Orleans for the last. 20-something games of the season or 30 games of the season. but Oh, well, I mean, they're going to miss him, especially. I, I, I said if, I, if, if that was me, that would yeah. motivate me to go win a championship with that, for that team. Yeah. I, w- I would do my hardest 
to win a championship for the for uh, the Pelicans, and then when it comes time to resign, bye. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you know, they're like, well, you know, we had a championship. We worked well together. No. Nope. Uh, no, I'm gonna do me. I worked well. I brought you a championship. <laughs> I will be remembered in this city as the one that brought the championship to New Orleans. Yes. But I'm taking my talent somewhere else because you didn't. You didn't show me the respect. Uh, you didn't. You didn't uh, honor my my wishes or whatever. So I'm not gonna mess with you. Like either way, that, that's the question though. Like, do they have to honor your wishes? Yes. I not necessarily technically no, I mean, but <laughs> technically no. But if you if you want to. If you want, I mean, you have to think of the long the long game. I mean, yeah, the yeah. Pelicans drafted him. At some point, what what if the player becomes sentimental? Because you know, you look at uh, uh, a lot of these players go back to their hometowns. So like yeah, KD yep. came from Washington D.C. He thought about going to Washington D.C., but he ended yes. up in Golden State. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of these other players that that have that kind of sentimental value. Or go to the teams that 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 uh, that drafted them to end their careers. Yeah, why not? KG you you can't it. burn those bridges. You don't burn those bridges. Yeah, I think you don't burn the bridges, but you have to speak your mind. I think a lot of this would be solved out, solved with more buyouts. Right. Like if you get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm going to pay you a certain amount. If you want to leave, you want to leave, but it's going to be less than what I owe you. Right. So like, it's it's up to you. You make the decision. But I think that could also cause some craziness to go down in the NBA. So, oh, man, always fun to to talk free agency and player movement in the NBA. We'll see what really happens, what really goes down. I want to know how the Anthony Davis trade didn't happen. Right. That's what I really want to know. Right. So, Because I, I really thought it was a done deal. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. As always, we appreciate you. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and uh, what's the other one we're on? SoundCloud? Uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I know where we post our stuff most of the time. Uh, <laughs> thank you again for listening. Um, you can also email us, whiteykjpodcast at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter, whiteykjpodcast. Um, check out our website, whiteykjpodcast.com, where we attempt to blog from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Hugh? I'm good. All right, this is You Don't Know Jack. We are the Outsiders Looking In. My name is Chris Brown. And I'm Hubert Maitland. And we'll catch you in the next one.